Yeah. You nut juice. Nut juice. We're starting on nut juice. They were talking about <laughs> your nut juice. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I drink nut juice, but sometimes I prefer the alternative. I do prefer nut juice. Yeah. Over over others. I think nut juice is the superior juice. Yeah. To have. Um, what uh, brand do you like? Silk. Yeah. Silky, silky, silky nut juice. Silky nut juice. Oh, especially the low calorie original, like original, uh, organic. But yeah, original. I don't like the flavored stuff. Yeah. I don't like the flavored stuff. I don't like the flavor of nut juice. You don't? Yeah, I prefer regular. Like the the original. Hmm. Okay. Are we playing how long we can talk about nut juice without saying almond milk? <laughs> or you just you just lost. So that that's so I guess I win. I guess that's where this is going. I couldn't I, I couldn't just let that stew any longer. Well, that's fine. What's up? Not much. It's been a good week, dubs. <laughs> You know what? It's been a good week, too. You know why? Yeah. It's because... I think it's because um, I've taken a completely different attitude towards things when it comes to my day-to-day. Yeah. And I think it's helped a lot. I think it's helped a lot. Explain. Uh, so, remember last week I was borderline crying about traffic? Yeah. Yeah. I, I still, think a little past borderline. I, I still hate traffic. That hasn't yeah. changed. But what I do now... Is that I have found so many podcasts to listen to. Mm. I just don't. There's not enough time for me to keep up with them. Yeah. So I get to thankfully catch up and I can go, oh, I can just keep hopping back around and getting all over the place. And they're really good podcasts. And and I'm really happy I have them. So that's not as bad. The more traffic, the better. Also, I now know what to expect. So before Mm. it was all unexpected. It was all I'm going to commute because I know how to drive my car to adhere to the driving laws of the state, such as a speed limit and turning and what lanes are for. But nobody else does. I forgot about that. So (laughs) now that my my expectations have been reset with how people don't know the laws, Mm -hmm. people don't know how to drive properly, how to stay in lanes, what lane is for them, what the speed limit is and how to not text and drive at the same time i legit drove past somebody who was going so slow and i thought what the fuck is wrong with them and i passed them and i looked it's because this person was looking down texting literally just looking up breaking down texting up breaking (laughs) down up breaking jesus yeah and i i i I yelled at my car i yell at my car a lot more now like just scream yeah no no i i just i just I, like, I'll come up on somebody going slow in the passing lane, and I'll just yell to myself. I'll, I'll just be driving. I'll be completely quiet besides the podcast for the past 20 minutes in the ride. And I'll just go, what the fuck? And I'll just, <laughs> and I'll just have to go all the way to the right lane and then yeah. pass all the other two lanes and get back in front. Like, what the fuck? Is the fuck? And then, or, or I'm in the middle lane. I'm trying to pass the person... Um, who moved into the passing lane decides to parallel drive this oh, morning my God. I was thinking about this I was I was like if only I could take a picture it was legit a car in each lane of the three lanes so the slow lane the normal travel lane and the passing lane all in parallel just a row like some kind of weird prank <laughs> yes yeah, like as if there's some kind of like group that that had a plan to just like drive all in a line and I just I, I was just thinking what I actually no, I actually openly said I just said what the fuck I just keep doing that now yeah that person on the left has to realize that like isn't it illegal to be in the passing lane and not pass someone you want to know it's a real dick thing <laughs> yeah that I am so close to doing hmm. just because you know 
because why not because chaos mm. it's just what if i pass the person who's going slow in the passing lane get in front of them and then just pop my car in neutral and just coast and just coast <laughs> until they have to move yeah and just why not and then the second they move drive just, and just, just pick back up like fuck you fuck you i think i told you i did that with people who who tail me when i'm in the like middle lane or slow lane and it won't pass me yeah i was like dude you have two lanes to pass you have an opening you have yeah. multiple openings they won't i go okay neutral pop pop yeah <laughs> just now you're going to pass me because either you're gonna ram my car or you're gonna go around me yeah and sure enough they break every time they go around me oh yeah every fucking time <laughs> they break and they do it you so. win dubs <laughs> <laughs> i do i always win but anyways so podcast help uh, yelling in my car now helps. That's yeah. great. Yeah. And also, um, now that I have my expectation of what the commute is and what to expect, yeah. I feel way better. Yeah. Uh, although the two biggest changes that I've had are that my body has been in constant pain since I moved because of the extra time sitting and stuff like that. And now that I'm doing more maintenance on my body, my mm. body's acclimating to it. So I, I'm in less physical pain. Mm. I'm about to start a program next week. A, I haven't. I've never done an, like an official, super strict guide, bulk program before. I'm doing something called the five three one method, mm-hmm. starting next week. Uh, I'm starting next week because traffic has finally become predictable enough, and I think construction has completed enough where I'm not going to hit it coming back home. Yeah. So I can spend the extra time at the gym that I need for it. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that. And the other thing is that work. Uh, at work, it's you know things are changing, things are moving around. Uh, good things are happening to the right people, and mm. I'm happy for it. So I'm just in a good mood that you know there's there's change in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's change, changes, change gonna come. <laughs> just <laughs> oh god. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's that, that's it. Um, yeah. How about you? How, how's your week been, bud? Same vibes over here. Yeah. Good yeah, things yeah. happening to good people. Yeah. And bad things happening to bad people. Good. Let me read. Good. Yeah, read it. Two headlines that I want to talk about today. Uh, wait, let's jump in. Let's jump in. Let's go. Where's the other one? Oh, shit. Let it go. Oh, my God. Where is it? Let it go. Let it go. Fuck. I'm glad we're ready for this. Yeah. Well, number one, the number one news story of the week Pelosi announces formal impeachment inquiry. Don't like it. Why? I'm more okay with President Trump than President Pence. A, but B, <laughs> just being, he's got what, like a year, not even, a, he's got like a year left, let him stay. I would rather if they attacked every sitting Republican in the Senate. Mm. That's what I want. I want those corrupt, lobbyist, pocket-lined, hip, hypocritical motherfuckers taken out. Yeah. Let Trump stay there and yell and do all his crazy shit. Him and Pence can both be out in 2020. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Keep them. Take out these fucking Weasley, cheesy and fucking rats that are filled within cheesy and <laughs> cheese eating rats. Yeah. These fucking filthy varmints just fucking yeah. running around in the government. Get rid of those lying pieces of shit. Two things. Out. That's what I want. I would rather. I would be happier with that than this whole like impeaching Trump thing. I would be happier with them taking on. Like Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell and all those fuckers and yeah. burying them outside of, of Congress, you know, <laughs> just like just all that, like dogs in a street. Yeah. Just fucking get them out there. Jesus. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh, <sighs> two things. That's what I would prefer. The thing he's being investigated for that he's probably going to get impeached for is using his power 
to meddle with the 2020 election. Now, how do you know that? I mean, I don't, but they're investigating it. That's what it's it's like, okay, it's go time. We got him. Like, this is something that he's doing. This is a direct abuse of power. Um, so there's that. So if this doesn't happen, he's going to meddle with the 2020 elections and won't be gone in a year. Number two, someone uh, brought up a really good point I read in one of the comments sections, which is this will get to Senate or whatever. <clears throat> whatever one's controlled read. Uh, I think Senate. This is going to get to Senate and they're going to vote it down. And then time will paint the picture of just how terrible this whole situation was. And we'll all see how wrong and corrupt they all were. So it'll have a more lasting impact. But the damage will be done by then. Yeah, but there will be more damage in the future. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is just fucking whatever. Just whatever. I'm more okay with, with the president, with president Donald Trump saying some wild ass shit. Yeah. You know, just let him be, let him say, I, I just let him keep being himself. Fucking go ahead. Say that wild shit that pops up in your mind to say on Twitter. Just fucking do it. I don't care the feelings you hurt. Mm-hmm. I care about the lives that are impacted by the bills and legislation that pass or don't pass from people in the fucking Senate. Mm. That's what I care about. I, I really wish. I remember back when he was being elected or elected back. Yeah. Back when it, like uh, back when it, it was the the race. Mm hmm. To be president, right? It was him and Hillary. It was like, yeah. crooked Hillary and blah, blah, blah. And all the news outlets could say was just, can you believe he made fun of her age? Can you believe that he said this thing about this person's wife? Blah, 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 blah. And it's just, yeah, I can. He's <laughs> like, and guess what? I don't give a shit. Him making fun of some dude's wife, that doesn't impact my life. Yeah. You know, like my feelings being hurt about his ageist remarks to an older woman, that does, I don't. I don't, I'm not saying it's all, oh, that's, I'm not saying that's, that should be a standard, mm-hmm. but I would rather shed light on the lobbyist behind the action for a bill yeah. than that shit. Because yeah. that doesn't impact my life. Yeah. That doesn't affect my friends, the random shit he says. You know what I mean? Yeah. The bills that he signs, those matter. But how often do we hear about that shit? Yeah, exactly. We don't. Because it's just, not as grabby. Right, it's not it's, as like you won't click on that headline. Yeah, and uh, it's just it's just I don't know. It's just real. It's frustrating on my end. For me, yeah. it's 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 personally frustrating. Um, like you said last week, it's all it's a different captain on the same ship going in the same direction isn't gonna do yeah. anything. It's you know what I did see that's really scary about about this kind of stuff mm. is that I saw an article from multiple like like Business Insider. Uh, I think from I forget the finance site. Uh, I think Bloomberg did it too. It was about how all the richest, the wealthiest people, the wealthy people, yeah, like the people in the upper class, have begin have begun to liquefy assets. Okay, because they are anticipating a recession coming. Okay, and they want to liquefy assets to not lose value. So mm-hmm. once everything goes down under value, they can buy everything back up. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that fucking smart? So they're selling all their shit now. Now, while it's, so when it while tanks, it's high, they can buy it tanks, back they can just and buy just it make back. money. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's fucking smart. That's pretty smart. That's pretty fucking smart. A, that's very fucking smart. Good for them. B, that makes me a little worried about this recession. So... <laughs> 
So, yeah, part of me is like, oh, interesting. Wait, what? Wait, Why what? are you doing that? Yeah, exactly. That, that's exactly where I'm at. It's like, oh, that's really cool. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? And yeah. that's where I'm at with this. The world's wealthiest families are stockpiling cash as, cash as recession fears grow. This was from uh, finance.yahoo.com. Um, technically, it's not cash. They're liquidating assets to have cash on hand for bankruptcy sales. So it's the most effective oh way to transfer wealth from the middle class to the upper class because as the middle class goes bankrupt, they can the upper class can buy that, buy those assets. Jesus, right? <clears throat> um, yeah. Woo. And you and then as somebody says, you can then convince everybody the American dream is possible just by tightening the bootstraps, and then you rinse and repeat and wait for the next recession. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> but that's that's true though. Yeah. So what are your thoughts about that, about the next recession coming? Are you, are you recession-proofed? Are you ready? I don't know what that means, but almost definitely not. <laughs> so I think that actually, I don't know what that means, I think answers your question. How do I recession-proof myself? Uh, Teach me, you, Uncle Dubs. You liquidate your assets that have fluctuating market values? Like melt them? Um, yeah. Yeah. So if you have... <laughs> melt down my PS4. <laughs> so if you have assets... So this is when if you had a high-risk, high-reward portfolio, you would probably swap that out now. Yeah. You'd probably say, let's move those out. You would either cash out directly to your uh, checking, or I'm assuming you would uh, reorganize your portfolio from high-risk, high high-reward to low-risk, low-reward. Yeah. And you would just play it safe. Stockpile into the big names that aren't going to fail um, and ride it out and go from there. But. Yeah. I don't really know because I don't really play the stocks like that. I have. I wish I was smart enough to. I know about savings accounts and that's what I have. And those are pretty safe because yeah. those can't fluctuate as, unless the dollar fluctuates. And if the American dollar fluctuates, which everybody's predicting it will because of the tariffs that uh, the president has put on other countries, especially China, on top of the uh, NAFTA agreements and stuff like that um, being re negotiated and stuff like that and the current transatlantic negotiations that are i think they're still stalled out but it's up with canada they're fucking around with the manufacturing lines mm. between both canada and america um who knows how the dollar's gonna do yeah i do know something as simple as the fact that saudi arabia got drone bombed uh the oil prices crude oil prices went up by six percent yep oh, no i'm sorry the world lost six percent of crude oil from yep. its total supply because, because of, of that bombing so every Tuesday, expect oil prices to shoot up. Um, but they said we've had a large amount of oil building up as a stockpile. Mm -hmm. So it shouldn't impact too much, but expect a fluctuation at most of 20 cents. On like gas? Yeah. Like per gallon? Yeah. Wow. At most 20 cents. Yeah. They said in a worst case scenario, 20 cents would be the highest. But they and said for like how long? What's the timeline on that? Uh, until crude oil... Uh, Stockpiles up again. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Not hmm. great. Not great. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad I'm in a good mood. Um, <laughs> but yeah, podcasts. <laughs> Screaming in your car. <laughs> yes. Very true. Very true. That helps. Looking for more headlines? Uh, yeah. What was your second thing? I'm I, just getting sucked into the portal of horribleness as this recession looms over there. Here's right. a good one. Let's just read news stories and talk about them. Yeah, go ahead. Go, 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 go. Billionaire Robert Smith has made good on his promise to pay off the student loan debt of the entire 2019 graduating class at Morehouse College by donating $34 million to the school. That's crazy. You want to know what's crazy? Didn't we talk about this last week? No, I don't think so. About the military? Oh, yes. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. That's... <laughs> 
Oh man, <laughs> so yeah. I, just, I just told you I re-listened to our last week podcast, and that part, I just, I was like driving here, and I just shook my You're head. Like, la 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 la. Like, fuck! <laughs> what a broken, broken system. Yep, yep. And schools don't give a shit. They'll just be like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Keep it's expensive. Going. We are still booked. You so. know, you know what I do love? Yeah, I do love this Greta Thunberg. Oh my god, Thunberg. I love my Swedish cousin. I love the outrage yeah about this 15 year old girl she's 15 right 16 16 year old girl she looks like she's 13 yes if not 12 <laughs> yeah this 16 year old girl and people are just did you see that thing on fox news where this dude was attacking her for being this mentally disabled autistic child and one of the hosts just went whoa whoa whoa, whoa. you <laughs> you cannot blatantly attack <laughs> yeah a, a mentally disabled child and just be okay with that and move on. You can't. You can't do. You can't just do that. You yeah. can't just attack a kid on TV. Yeah. Like you can't just. You just can't do that. Just. <laughs> I love like. What what is the big? I guess the big thing about against her is that she's a liberal left. Uh, she's a left hand liberal talking point that's being used by the climate uh, change activists who are using her as a lightning rod for getting their legislation passed for uh, for things to change. And then everybody's reaction is, oh, so you mean saving the planet? And then... <laughs> yeah. And they're like, yeah, that thing, saving the planet. Bullshit. Yeah, over my coal-burned body and fossil fuel <laughs> drinks, that's not happening. Like, <laughs> the fuck you talking about, man? I don't... <laughs> I love the outrage about right? this girl and it's all like these old dudes yeah just getting so mad blah, 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 blah. <laughs> who was she to say that blah 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 that the earth should that we should save this planet yeah it was so crazy i saw one who was she like posted a picture of her eating lunch on a train to go somewhere and someone was like oh she said she's so environmentally friendly and then she's getting prepackaged food it's like cardboard container vegan sandwich she's on a train which is the second most fuel efficient form of transportation other than walking or bike and it's like god people are just trying everything they can for like nothing other than it's a small young smart person who's like a little sassy and i love i love her speech when i don't know if you heard it no but oh her speech is so good. Is it like ruthless? It's ruthless to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> to the left, to the right, to nice. deniers, to activists. She, she's like, you can't hate on that. Her exact quote or something around that, and we can find it, but it's the it's basically her saying, she openly says, I shouldn't be idolized for this. I should be in school. I shouldn't be caring enough <laughs> and doing enough to change the planet. You people in power should be doing it. Yeah. I shouldn't be idolized oh, for this. Yeah. You should get off your asses and get shit done. I shouldn't have to be here to be a lightning rod for this process. You should be doing it, and I should be a kid. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, and everybody's just like, oh, I think she just yelled at both of us. Like, I think she just yelled at everybody. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, there's, a, there's, two really, there's a really cool... Uh, there's a really cool quote. It's it's by David Attenborough. Yeah. He says, we have a finite environment, the planet. Anyone who thinks that you can have infinite growth in a finite environment is either a madman or an economist. Wherever women are literate and have political power, birth rates fall. That is the one way population growth will slow in a serious way. 
Interesting. Yes. Now that's off of a Christopher Hitchens quote, which is the cure for poverty has the poverty. Poverty. The cure for <laughs> poverty has a name. In fact, it's called the empowerment of women. If you give women some control over the rate at which they reproduce, if you give them some say, take them off the animal cycle of reproduction to which nature and some doctrine, religious doctrine, condemns them to, and then if you'll throw in a handful of seeds, perhaps, and some credit, the floor of everything in that village, not just poverty, but education, health, and optimism will increase. It doesn't matter. Try it in Bangladesh. Try it in Bolivia. It works. Works all the time. Name me one religion that stands for that or ever has. Mm. Mm. Not to shit on religion as a backhanded part here, but that's. <laughs> and then we have Greta, yeah, who's literally this empowerment of of these quotes of of fighting the fact that we have a finite resource. Yeah, right. It's like. It's like she's Thanos. It's like we. It's like Marvel saw this coming. Marvel <laughs> did this whole thing about this, about how there was this one person who did one last cry to help us. Yeah. Until finally they realized, with only a finite resource and a finite world, God, I hope there's <laughs> some ending of this universe ends with all of us dying, and then Greta. This is her supervillain origin story. <laughs> And then she goes to some other planet to gather infinity stones and someone's like, oh, Greta, you're a prophet. And she's like, I'm a survivor. <laughs> oh, my God. I knew that change was needed and nobody had the backbone to do it. <laughs> oh, please. Yeah. Please let this happen. Oh, this would be amazing if that happened. <laughs> oh, and then man. someone goes up to Mitch McConnell's like, Mitch, we can go back before <laughs> before you know Greta. And Mitch is like, don't say her name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's, it's... <laughs> that's the uh, that's the universe we're living in. Yes. It's yes. the Earth cinematic universe. 100%. 100%. That's uh that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm now filled with this vision of her doing that. Yeah. <laughs> On like this dusty remnant fossil of earth. <laughs> Let me guess, this used to be her planet. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. It's funny, but it's so sad. Yes. Okay, you ready? Here are some great lines of this. You ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the this is the the actual quote of what she said. Parts of her speech? Yeah. Stop hero worshipping me. All of you are responsible for destroying the planet with empty words and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Right? Oh. <sighs> oh. I mean so like good. It's so true, but at the end of the day, but money but, I, that is but true. I like the money. I want more money. That is 100% true. And that's that's really it. Um, is money the root of all evil? Let's get into that for a hot minute. Uh, what is the actual thing? Temptation, right? No. Is it temptation or pleasure? That's the root of all evil. I don't know. I, I heard money. Which one it is. I think it's temptation. I think it's... No, desire. Desire is the root of all evil. Yeah. That's the actual saying. You want something and you will do bad things to get it. Desire. Desire is what festers. It's the fertilized ground that grows all the things that you don't 
want, right? Mm. It it's it's aggression, it's envy, it's jealousy, it's it's all stems unbridled from passion, it's rage, it's anger, it's 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 everything. It's the dark side. Yeah, desire is the dark side. Because think about that, mm. right? Desire is the dark side. Desire is when you desire something enough that you're willing to do things, to bend moral boundaries, to sacrifice things either others or anything you know what i mean like like yeah nothing when you hear the word the word desire do you really think positive things <laughs> i think of like i mean like kind of i think uh yeah i mean like hmm i don't know that's it makes me feel weird <laughs> that word like you think of things that you desire or that people desire and like they desire them because they don't have them so not having something is not as good as having something true so like it makes me think of good things and the like unhealthy need for them i guess well let's go back to what you're saying <clears throat> desire versus money do you think money is the root of all evil i think i your desire point is really good because people desire money money yeah right i mean I, I, and here's the weird thing. It could be schmeckles, not money, right? It could be schmeckles. And we would desire schmeckles, and then we'd be saying schmeckles is the root of all evil. Yeah, I think but it's, it's like well, currency. It's it's what we place bal- It's what we place value on to yeah. create a system of currency that is the that's that root. Yeah. You know? So if it was schmeckles, it was like, oh, man, I could really... I would love to buy a new Dodge Ram pickup with my schmeckles. Like, that's, that's, a, root of, that's a root of evil, right? Yeah. Um... That's just replacing money. Yeah. And that scenario, Schmeckles, is just money. It's but like true, desire. True, true. Desire could be something that's not doesn't have like a physical value. Or you could like desire status. You could desire a thing. You can desire a person. You can desire an ability. Yeah. You can desire something to a level of unhealthiness. Yeah. You can desire enough to... Like, there's a delicate balance, right? And this is what I love about the harmony of opposites. You can have a delicate balance of anything. You can always slightly tiptoe the line between light and dark. So, with des- so for example, when I wanted to get out of my former job mm-hmm. and get the job I currently had, yeah, I desired it enough where it turned into a thing where I was saying, I will climb out of this hole mm-hmm. and I will make this happen. I yeah. will get a job doing something different. And so your desire caused a positive change. Well, the desire, the desire took sacrifice. It took my free time of studying and teaching myself in all my free time. It was me listening to, to like YouTube classes and taking notes. It was, mm-hmm. uh, you can, you can ask my former roommates. I would be there with headphones on taking a quote unquote course on, on YouTube because I would be looking up a terminology on things and I'd be studying and writing notes down and I'd be reading my notes and on my lunch break at work I'd be walking around reading my notes and I remember some of that yeah so I was I was hustling because I was in the hole what was that place called where Bane's from the pit the pit I don't remember yeah I know what you're talking about yeah and the pit and they all sing when you when you try to leave like yeah that's how i felt i felt they like i was saying when you try to leave <laughs> god i'm now picturing our old job when someone's struggling to get a job at a different company and we just oh, ah, oh, oh, ah, oh. that's what i imagined and that's how i pictured myself i pictured myself and i joked with one of our uh former co-workers that like hey man i'm getting i'm just like batman escaped i'm gonna take the rope off and leap man i'm gonna make it and he was like yeah you do it man you do it 
I believe in you. It's like I'm trying, man. I believe in me. I'm making it happen. And and that's what it took. It took it took it took months of failing at job interviews. It took months of getting rejected everywhere from applying. And it took months of me busting my ass to try to figure shit out and try to learn and gain the skills for interviews. Did you interview at a bunch of places? Yeah, I failed for over a year. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Like how many would you say? Uh, amount of time like are you talking just the phone interview or the walking in and then getting not getting a callback interview <laughs> uh either either if you like add a conversation with someone in an interview oh, like mode probably eight okay i think eight to ten damn i that's, forgot that's harsh i forgot were you like shooting high I was shooting everywhere. Yeah. I was shooting I was shooting in different countries. I was shooting in Jeez. the UK. I was shooting on the West Coast. I was shooting in Canada. I was shooting down south. Wow, you were I was shooting in Texas. You were casting a wide net. Well, it was I was you gotta get out of the pit. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking you don't leave anything unturned. Yeah. Getting out of the pit. You know? And so you get the fuck out the pit. So yeah. that's what I was doing. And the amount of rejected emails I got now, that was just, I, I just had to like create a rule to put them into a folder. That was just <laughs> consistent. That was like on a, a daily, if not every two day thing, I would get like an email or two. Wow. I'm just, thank you. We really appreciate your time and blah, 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 blah. Unfortunately, at this point in time. And then there's probably even like things you didn't even get a response to. Oh yeah. Tons of those too. Yeah. Wow. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But that was, that was the desire. The desire got me out of a of a bad situation into a better situation. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it 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 drove me. Yeah, is what I'm saying. It drove me. It, it, it that's an that's a good example, I guess, of desire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if exactly. you want to call it desire. Yeah. You know, um, it could have been. I'm trying to think of how that could have gone wrong. Um. Yeah, like that is a healthy desire i think to change the bad situation that you're in to like put yourself in a better situation better mindset better job improve your life yeah. like that can't go wrong well like a desire to like i don't know like at, at that place the desire to get promoted caused some some bad yeah you would definitely step on other people's faces on the way up oh yeah well you know the the road is not paved gold. It's it's paved with with blood, blood, you know. So that's and that's something I've come to learn now at my current job, where it's a very different hierarchy. Mm -hmm. So I'm beginning to understand now, and not that there has to be blood, but it's just you know there you need to fight for yourself. Yeah, it's kind of what it is because mm -hmm. you're just a grunt. Yeah. <laughs> You are, you yeah. know, or at least I am. Like I'm, I'm a grunt. You know, it depends like, on the job. I'm a replaceable bag of meat, which yeah, yeah. I've come to terms with. But it just, it, it's very different than when you're like at the former place. They try to make oh everybody's a star and everybody's special. It's like no, I'm not special. I'm All another, eighty of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm another blade of grass in a field. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. That's it. All eighty of you at this location where we have five hundred and fifty locations. <laughs> You're so special. Yeah. So it's, 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 uh, it, and not that I was really that enamored with the idea at the last place that, yeah. I, like, I thought I was that special. I thought I was deserving, but, um, you got to do cool stuff there. I actually, you know what I look back on the most that I miss the most mm -hmm. is just the time with my friends, the time with people yeah. there, the yeah. time. It's different when back. So here's the thing that, like, I think is super unique about doing what we did, and that is, 
there's not a lot of jobs out there. And I got this the most probably from food and beverage. There's not a place out there that it encourages camaraderie and teamwork as much as the physical jobs. Yeah, exactly. And doing that creates such a weird bond of closeness that you that I haven't experienced in anything else really, mm-hmm. other than maybe martial arts where you're literally fighting somebody. Yeah. But it's just, it's such a camaraderie of we're in this together and mm-hmm. we're going to get out of this together. It's not a, we're in this together and you're going to get us out, you know? Yeah. And people who are like that, they're, they're on the inside internally, they're shunned. You know, everybody knows that person's a shithead. Yeah, exactly. Everybody rejects them. And they're not like part of the family. They're not accepted. They may be like falsely looked at like that by everybody just so there's this this image of inclusiveness. But in reality, it's like, no, fuck that dude. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. He doesn't really work to help. He doesn't really help. Yeah. Or she doesn't really hold her weight. Or try to to help themselves. Yeah. Like, or she's trying to find a way to weasel out, or he's trying to. This happens in almost every single job and every single industry. There's somebody tries to weasel out. And not to say somebody can have an off day, but you eventually see everybody's character behind their work ethic. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, I think, explains it the most. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's interesting. We both work in more or less like corporate places now. Yeah. And it's different. It's very different. Like there's a small sense of that, but it's way more we're all in this together and you're going to fix it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's there's a lot more like finger pointing, a lot more, it's a lot less face to face, a lot more emails, a lot so. more. You, this is your peg, yeah, exactly. Be a good hole and fit with the peg, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Um, follow through on what you thought about money being the root of all evil. Do you think I, that or do I you mean, think desire? I, you convinced me, I think. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I think desire money is under the umbrella of desire. Like, I can't think of an instance where money, like, the evilness that comes from money does not also come from desire, like, above it. Like, the reason money causes evil is because people desire money or people desire what money can represent. Where I guess, like, I don't know. I guess you could cause evil with money without any desire. Like, yeah. But that's because other people desire. Like, I'm thinking, like, you could <laughs> pay someone to do something evil. But I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's very weird. Have you ever... Um, so, I don't think we've ever really gotten into religion. You Like, we've never really gotten too deep into politics or religion, I think, because overall, we're not trying to piss people off. But, <laughs> yeah, we're not trying to be that podcast. But, but sometimes I, it's hard not to touch uh, hard, Hardest, Yeah, you can't ignore some global things, right? Or even some national things. But yeah. there's... I really love some parts of the Bible um, that I've read in middle school, and I, then I never read it again. But, yeah. uh, Did you read the whole thing? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It was real lengthy once it hit the New Testament. Like <laughs> It like dragged on in the New Testament. Old Testament was a little just, whoa, okay, cool, that's neat. All right. Yeah. Wording is fucking crazy in this book. But uh, I remember because I, I was a good religious boy. I was a good Catholic boy. So yeah. I, was, I wanted to read the Bible. But um, do you know about the four horsemen? Oh, yeah. Or the apocalypse. It's the dopest shit. But yes, yeah, so you know <laughs> about... metal as fuck. But you know about the actual horsemen, right? Uh, like, not really. Okay. Uh, like death. Uh, no. Famine. Death. Yeah, no. Death is one. Death is death rode upon the pale horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I death 
am become me or something, right? What's the quote? So I am become death. So it's so the so for those who are listening who don't know, the four horsemen of the apocalypse is about a time in the Bible where uh, a large amount of of humanity gets killed. It's just like a like a giant slice of of just the human race. How like a plague? Well, they're killed by a combination of wars, famine, and disease. So the prophecy describes these causes as conquering people with uh, with the bow. So I looked and there before me was a white horse. Its rider held a bow and he was given a crown and he rode out as a conqueror bent on conquest. As Number two was uh, people dying by uh, war. So people engage in constant war. Quote, then another horse came out, a fiery red one. Its rider was given power to take peace from the earth and to make men slay each other. To him was given a large sword. Mm-hmm. And the other one yeah. was recession. <laughs> That's the fourth horse? Well, it's actually it's actually high food prices, but it's famine. <laughs> it's high food prices? <laughs> high food prices leading to famine. Before me, a black horse. Its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. Then I heard what sounded like a voice among the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a day's wages, and three quarts of barley for a day's wages, and do not damage the oil and the wine. Okay. So it's a failing economy. Yeah. Um, and four is the one that you that everybody knows. It's disease. I looked and there before me was a pale horse. Its rider was named Death, and Hades was following close behind him. Hades? Yeah. That's interesting. They were given power over a fourth of the earth to kill by the sword, famine, and plague, and by the wild beasts of the earth. I gotta read this book. It sounds interesting. And also, oh yeah, if you, spoiler alert, uh, Jesus releases them. Releases them, like, into the world? Yep. Yep. Huh. He's technically, I think he's like the lamb or something. He's like brought about, they, they, they are brought about by, yeah, the lamb of God. Um, they, it's a scroll in God's right hand that's sealed with seven seals and the lamb of God, which if you know anything about the sayings in church, the lamb of God is technically Jesus Christ. He unleashes the first four of those seven and that summons out the four riders. Interesting. So do we know what happened with the three other seals? Uh, I don't. It literally just sounds like a dope Lord of the Rings-esque book. Like, I want to read this shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we got war. We got Saudi Arabia. We have a recession coming. So Ooh, I see what you're saying. Famine. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> we got famine. Milk is trying to call all yeah. the milk and nut juice. <laughs> so nobody's going to drink that anymore. Right, right. Um. What was your second thing? Your second headline you wanted to discuss? I don't remember. I oh, literally saw on. the Find imp- impeachment one, and then I saw another one. I'm like, ooh, that's a good one, too. And Wait, I wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, uh, uh. What are your thoughts on the impeachment stuff? We kind of already talked about it. It's well, we're like, talking about what I thought about. So there was the there was the transcript, right? That there, there was some transcript of some meeting. Right. And the White House With was the like, you can release the transcript. First of all, it wasn't a transcript. It was notes from a meeting that someone who's listening to the meeting took and then where did i even i had a very long conversation with someone about all this but anyway um it was notes from a meeting and the notes were really fucking bad <laughs> like it was literally uh I, trump saying something to someone else i forget who but was basically saying you need to do something about this biden problem and he was saying it to someone who doesn't 
Yeah. He was saying it's a... Apparently Biden. Everybody thinks Biden is the front runner. Fuck Biden. Biden's not getting anywhere. Yeah, it's going to be another Hillary situation. <laughs> no, he's going to get... He's got to... Oh, you, if you're thinking about Joe Biden, really listen to what the fuck this weirdo is saying compared to, like, Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Uh, it's... Yeah. Anyways, um, anyways. Anyways. But, yeah, it's... It's bad. And then the actual transcript is coming. So if they're cool with releasing the notes, at, but didn't want to release the transcript, based on the notes, they like have to release the transcript. So it's going to be fucking worse somehow. And then like the whistleblower was a guy in the CIA who was like... Uh, he was ba- he was like sent to his job was the White House, and okay. he was like, "You guys, there's some shit going on here." I don't know. It's very interesting to me. It's like this might be a time. I am so out of the know with everything that happens politically. I read headlines, and that's all I get. Ah, uh, the most informed voter base. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's me. I know everything that's going on in these twenty words. I hope. They release the transcript. Yeah. And I hope it's just some wild shit. Like, oh, it's going to be like it says, crazy. Like, like Trump enters room. Ukraine, the Ukraine president. Hey, man, I got all the cocaine that you always like. Yeah. <laughs> Trump. Thanks. But what about the Molly? Like, <laughs> the Molly? <laughs> <laughs> Ukrainian president. Oh, dope shit, man. I got to go to hookup. He'll be here soon. Trump. All right, let's get started. <laughs> like Sniffs. just fucking just fucking oh god I, I, and then like and hookers enter a room like in, yeah. in like quotes just oh my god it's gonna be crazy i hope it'd be so fucking cool if there's it's also like wild wild recordings wild like secret recordings that have come out of like trump talking to a group of people saying some wild shit yeah just because <laughs> he thought he was like completely in a safe room and just let him lose oh my oh, gosh man because i don't care because I don't. He care. said that the when stuff like this back in the old days, this uh, a betrayal and treason. You know, we used to deal with it in a different way. Yeah. And this person could be considered a spy. It's like he's fucking American. <laughs> like, who is he spying for? And he's talking about killing him. <laughs> he's like, let's kill this motherfucker. <laughs> let's get medieval. He's entertaining. He's entertaining. Again, I would focus more on the people who are actually passing bills and changing legislation for things less i mean don't get me wrong i understand the president signs off on things but yeah i don't think impeaching him and then having president mike pence psycho religious mike pence is going to be any better yeah someone was like is that really better he's just as evil but smarter but he's smart it's yeah. just do we want that yeah. i don't think so i'm sorry oh by the way uh here's the uh periodic uh another periodic quote from uh, greta thunberg mm-hmm. uh she goes, this is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet you come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You've stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. <laughs> She's not even talking to me, but that hurt me. You are failing us, but the young people are starting to understand your betrayal. The eyes of all future generations are upon you. And if you choose to fail us, I say we will never forgive you. Uh, I think she could have gone harsher with that. I think she could have as well. Um, I think the message is is well put out there, though, regardless. Yeah. Yeah. I think it could be like, if you fail us, we will know and we will like replace you. <laughs> we will do something about it. Like, 
And I think it needs to be scarier than like it should be. You will be our meat bags across the desert apocalyptic world that we ride in. I will shred (laughs) this universe to its last atom. And rebuild it. And just have a picture of, of from Mad Max Fury Road, but instead of, of Tom Hardy, it's like Mitch McConnell ah. in the front with like the cage with like the his blood dripping out yeah, of it. Blood bag. <laughs> oh shit, that's really good actually. What? That that, picture? that, that image? Yeah, exactly. Yes. You'll be used for the front of our vehicles as we as we ride across the barren landscape. Greta driving that, like, double-decker, like, Mustang. She's, uh, whatever, Joe, like, the leader. Yeah. AOC oh. is playing a crazy guitar on fire. <laughs> God, I love this, oh, this cinematic universe we're making of real life. Yeah, right? Oh, man. Such a beautiful blend. Such yeah. a beautiful blend. Did you find point two? Uh, I did did i remember what it was did you still want to bring it up or no yeah um white supremacy has officially been added to the list of national uh fuck what's the national threats yeah yeah basically national terrorist organizations yeah not that exactly but department of department of homeland security strategy adds white supremacy white supremacy supremacy Wake your primacy to list of national threats. Oh. There it is. Way to go, 2019. Yeah. Recognizing a terrorist organization. Also, <laughs> the OK symbol and bull cut added to hate symbols database. Oh, they don't want to look at my past. Because that... that <laughs> <laughs> hey there, little baby dubs. How's your new haircut? It's OK, Mom. <laughs> You had a bowl cut? Yeah. God, I need to see it. I'm from the 90s. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm an Asian kid from the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I didn't have a bowl cut. Yeah, I can't picture you as a child with that hair. Like, you need to have a bowl cut. I hope I... I wish I had a picture, like, in this room of me with a bowl. I think I might. I think I might. (laughs) But the... the, I don't get the whole thing with the OK symbol. It was just, like, white supremacists just stole it and started using it. Have you seen the Monster Energy Breakdown... With the religious mom who talked about the monster energy drink is a is a is a sign of temptation from Satan, oh and how the goodness. monster threes turn into sixes, and it actually means six, and six is the sign of the devil, and all this other stuff. No, you haven't seen this, but I'm interested. <gasps> she probably read that that metal uh, novel you were just talking about there, <laughs> <laughs> the death metal uh, yeah. novel I was I was quoting before. Uh, I'll show it to you afterwards, but. Um, I feel like that's a little bit of this as to the, why it's the part okay of symbol. Yeah, uh, why it's that. But I mean, because it's like upside down monster. But I feel like uh, I don't man. know. We're uh, we're gonna we're we're going there. Here we go. I feel like white supremacy and hyper religious folks are pretty. That's a pretty overlapping Venn diagram. Oh, we're going there, huh? Yeah. Oh, Chris. That's I said that. That's Chris, on the internet now. Chris just took us on a wild path, and I don't think I can follow him on this path. <laughs> But it's weird that like the white supremacists are using the OK symbol and the hyper religious lady is saying that the monster symbol looks like sixes and that's why they're doing the OK symbol because it looks like an upside down monster M. Yeah. When I was growing up, it just meant got him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this kind of also is going along with what I said last week where it's like not saying that conservatives are racist in any way by nature. I don't think that's the case at all. 
but it is just a weird coincidence that there's a lot of fucking problems with yeah. racist shit and racist drama going down. Yeah. With conservatives. Yeah, like it's, it's, always, it's just a weird, it's kind of like, it's kind of weird how there's a, there's like a, I'm not saying homophobic people are, they, they, I'm not saying that they are gay. Yeah. But just because they're homophobic, but there's a weird correlation with the amount of people that are openly against, uh, gays. And then they're found with yeah. somebody of the same sex in a compromising position. Yes. And it's just, it's a weird coincidence. And I'm not saying Let that. Let me hit you with this term. Okay. There is a correlation, not exactly a causality. Ah, yes, yes. I like that. I like Which is, that's, that's what the original vaccines autism study found, right? Correlation, not causality. The guy who lied, first of all. <laughs> Guy who was paid to lie only said that there was correlation, not causality. I guess I, I don't know the vaccine uh, vaccination thing, but but that that's I think that's what you're trying to get it. Right, right. But I mean, th- there's it, it, it is a weird thing. It is a weird thing. I hmm hmm hmm. Where are you going? Let I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to know where to go. Mm. Um, off of what you just said, I'm trying to know where to go. The okay symbol uh no the uh the religious stuff the the white supremacy and i feel like well dude well that's kind of like somebody's take on it right that's like the westboro baptist church yes right yeah like and then so it's not i don't want to like tread too far back because that's shitty but not just white supremacy hyper religion but like hyper-religious people of any religion have that feeling of I know I'm right and I know you're wrong and that feeling extends to other beliefs besides religion like race and politics and yada 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 right right I think it's weird I I mean if we if we were able to completely separate politics from everything it'd be way easier but politics is like the thing that drives everybody which is super weird too because I think a lot of Republicans are not, they don't understand actual Republican values. I think there's a lot of Republicans that say they're Republicans because God guns country and not Republican because government get the fuck out my life. Like I I think, I think there's a weird mixture that, that, that they, that they have with some things that, that throws it off. Cause I, I, I have I have Republican friends and I, there's people who are Republicans in my family and I have nothing yeah. against either. It's just there's the overall yelly white supremacy uh, homophobic crowd. They're the ones who are like Republicans and it's like yeah. Well, do you know what the values are of, the, of your party? Do you yeah. really know the values of some of the, of some of the things you're saying? I, some do. I, I think yeah, you're right. I think I think do. a good portion do. But I, I know about that sect of people you're talking about. Yeah, and that's what I mean. That's sect. They're the loud ones. The lo- yes, the loud ones. The yes. vocal minority. Yes, the loud ones. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. It's like there's liberal and conservative, and there's Republican and Democrat. Yeah. They're not necessarily oh. the same. By the way, to go back to the whole like liberal and conservative stuff, especially within the, in the terms of comedy... <laughs> I think I was telling you that I was I've been rewatching Dave Chappelle's Netflix specials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the five now that he has, right? Yeah. Yo. Yo. Yeah. Yeah. The one when he talks about Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. Do you remember what he said? 
Yo. <laughs> was it rough? It is so much rougher than Sticks and Stones. Oh it is God. so much rougher than Sticks and Stones. I don't know why this Stones. one attracted so much attention. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Maybe Dude, because the title is like it a was, taunt. It, it was... Even the Hit crowd me. goes, ooh. He goes, he's like, oh, okay, motherfuckers, you stay with me on this one. <laughs> like, yeah. You came to my show. You Hit, stay with me on this Hit one. Hit me with something he said. He even says, like, I'm only saying this because I locked all your phones up so y'all can't record me for this shit. Like, <laughs> he says on a Netflix special. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, about how Caitlyn Jenner, the, the bit was about Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, spoiler alert for a Dave Chappelle Netflix special. But Do you he, know which one? Uh, I could pull it up if you really want me to yeah, on Netflix. Um, Spoilers for one of them. Yeah, he talks about Caitlyn Jenner, the potential of her doing a like hustler feature to like the liberal support of of trans people. Yeah, uh, specifically Caitlyn Jenner. I don't know if I saw this the long one. the long round the long road around this was him saying what the fuck is going on with the white people of America to support a transgendered hero that they have now and giving mm-hmm. her more respect than the years of history of oppression that black people have gone through mm-hmm. and they still don't have the same level of acceptance in certain areas of things mm-hmm. so that was the long road of this bit but the yeah. bit was filled with stops like um <laughs> like when he talks about his reaction to the idea of seeing caitlin jenner do a hustler uh feature and him going i think i speak for everybody when i say yuck like just shit like yeah exactly he said shit and then he goes and you know what for the record i would look but i would want her to do the full hustler i'm talking spreading the lips oh my god yeah see exactly exactly (laughs) he is so much worse against trans people in the in that i have not heard that special oh it is (laughs) brutal that so even like i said even the crowd is like oh my god i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that dave Chappelle is probably legitimately transphobic <laughs> he brings it up a lot, a lot. he brings it up and a there's lot. never a hint of a wholesome joke about it there's four specials of him talking about it exactly yeah and it's it's on his mind a lot and he he, he doesn't seem to well, like here's it. the thing he does say this in that same special he does say Look, I, 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 I genuinely believe that these people who feel this way, I'm not, I'm not trying to invalidate their feelings or their experiences. And this is when he was closing off the bit. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about essentially saying we should validate and, and, be, and empower these people for going through these processes that are extremely difficult for them. Mm-hmm. And especially for the people in their lives that it affects. He was saying, but, and his <coughs> but to this was, he, like, he goes, but... As a black man, <laughs> but and he brings it around to saying, like, why the fuck? It, how the fuck is she being championed for yeah. her struggles from her oppression that's been put onto her by this by society that society is now rolling over and forgetting about for her mm-hmm. while they refuse to do that for anybody else? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and he was saying it's just me as a black man in America being bitter that she's beating us in the Justice Olympics. Yeah, and he turns this whole trans thing into about how. He's basically <coughs> upset slash offended slash astonished about how trans people are getting more acceptance in the mainstream eye than black people are in interracial relationships. Yeah. And and that's and because that's where it starts off. It starts off starts off with an interracial joke and him going, Surprise, bitch, I'm interracial. <laughs> like <laughs> my wife's Asian too. Like so, so 
it's it's a really long bit, but it's a rough ride. And I remember watching it, just going, "Jesus Christ!" Yeah, just I forgot this bit, and this bit is probably the worst and most offensive thing I've heard about trans people. Like the most transphobic. Yeah, the most trans. Um, I bet you I could find something from Jesselnick, or I could find something. Oh, from but him. like, but from Dave Chappelle. Oh, from Dave Chappelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say no. I probably heard a lot worse from other comedians. Um, but. From Dave Chappelle, yeah, it's rough, but mm. um, yeah, but nobody really blew up at him. I think everybody just said, "Oh, it's offensive," and they just moved on back when it came out. And I don't know what changed, but yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I gotta. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that one. I I'll, seen I'll that find one. the special for you, and you should watch it because yeah. it is a good special. Yeah, but he cuts deep on a lot of things, and uh, uh, transphobia and transsexuals is one of them. Yeah, which is. I mean, he he says something offensive about it every time. Like the yeah. sticks and stones, the car filled with the LGBT. Yeah. And it's like everybody, everybody in the car thinks that the T is making the trip take a lot longer. And it's like, that's his viewpoint. Yeah. He was like, it is. These people are going to take longer to get there because that's the weird one. Yeah. Like you could you could extrapolate. Because like every that joke Dave has a hint of way. truth, and yeah. that's that nugget of truth. Is. And that's yeah, and that's Dave's truth. Yeah, to exactly. That joke. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, again, like we like like Chris and I both said in an earlier episode, we're not saying we're not saying that like you shouldn't be offended by what he's saying because he's saying offensive shit. Yeah. But I am. But I think I'm. I'm trying. What the point I'm trying to drive home is: you should be mad at all of his specials, not just sticks and stones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of his specials should. Which I'm sure a lot of people are. Again, vocal minority. Like a true people banded together to make it a zero on Rotten Tomatoes, where they just didn't. They should have done it for that one. Yeah, is what I'm saying. They should have done it on this special. Is what I'm saying. So you and me right now are starting a new movement to go downvote that one. So everybody, go. Rotten Tomatoes, watch all of his specials, <laughs> and right. then find the and one. Then about. find the one that offends you the most. <laughs> um, it is oh equanimity. Okay, yeah, that's that's the one I didn't see actually. He talks growing up poor, upsetting fans, catching heat after Trump. Um, oh my God, yeah. Oh, it is, it is fantastic. Um, that what it was that on SNL. His cold open was like, well, he's the president now. Let's see what he's got. He talks about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he talks about that a lot. Interesting. Yeah, well, not a lot, but I remember it's like a major an point. interview where he talked about it because yeah. they're like, uh, "Like, how do you feel now?" And he was like, "Holy shit, you guys! I didn't say I was on his side. I just yeah. said let's give him a shot." And he goes, "Now that he's been doing it for a few months, he kind of blew his shot." <laughs> <laughs> you should uh, you should watch it because yeah, he yeah, talks yeah. about he ta- he's pretty honest about that. He goes he, he said. I just felt like, you know, shooting from the hip on that one. I didn't plan anything. And yeah. Looking back on it now, that was a really bad fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember God, what I, I said, him. but the gist of it was, let's give him a shot. Yeah. Do you- <laughs> Oh, boy, did I fuck up saying that shit. Do you think you'd be able to, like, hang out with someone like him? Like Dave Chappelle? Yeah, run into him at a bar. He's sitting next to you at a bar. And like, um, is he Dave Chappelle? The like, he is the Dave Chappelle. Yeah, like you. Or is he just a guy who's that funny who has those viewpoints? Nope. You are on. You are on a trip to L.A. and you're you're at a bar and well, a guy sits I, next to you. Well, I wouldn't bother him first of all. Yeah, I would just. I'd probably just say, "Hey, man, love your comedy." Yeah. Thanks for doing what you do. I'm glad you're back. And then he reaches. He shakes your hand and be like, "Hey, thank you very much." 
oh, oh, what are you up to? Like, <laughs> what what brings you in here? And he like strikes up a conversation, like because I'm thinking he seems like he'd be fun to hang out with. Right. I don't think I could. <laughs> like, I think I'd get nervous, and I wouldn't be able to be myself around him because I'd be well, Chris Robinson meeting Dave Chappelle. Well, here's the thing. Like, I've I've met a lot of celebrities because I used to work at a very very fancy. Village Chateau and I very fancy what? Village Chateau. It's like a bed and breakfast. Oh, okay. So like I remember talking to Uma Thurman mm. and talking to Conan O'Brien about books. That's and, interesting. Yeah, getting yelled at by uh what's that fucking guy's name? Uh uh Dennis Leary. Like Okay. It's, so it's like I, I've uh yeah, I've seen I, I've dealt with a lot of celebrities. I remember I almost ran into Jessica Beale with a cart full of, of Schaefer's at one of my jobs. So, and now I work at a place where I see people who are on TV all the time. Yeah. Uh, not to mention famous guests that walk by. Yeah. I almost said the name of the place. Yeah. Thank you, thank you for not. Uh, here's the thing. Unless I have a personal, a personal, like emotional thing to that person, mm-hmm. I actually don't really geek out that much because I was told to never start fuck. Like when I was first got when I first got hired, that was yeah. like a rule. It was like if you star fuck, you're fired. What is star fuck? Uh, you're like, oh, I'm such a big fan. Like, can I get a picture and autograph? Or can yeah, you just yeah, do yeah. this and this. Like, I loved you and loved you in Pulp Fiction. You're so amazing. This and this. Like, if you do that, you're done. If you do that, you're you're gone. So yeah. that's not happening. So I I don't. Um, I didn't know that's what that term was. I thought I knew the term because one of my favorite bands is called Starfucker. <laughs> Yeah, if you star fuck, that's what it is. I uh, thought it was like you have sex with celebrities. No, no, no. So I don't, I don't really, I, I don't really geek out unless it's somebody I really like. So for example, if um, what's a good example? So if let's say I I met Brian Leach, mm-hmm. who's a Hall of Fame All Star New York Ranger defenseman, yeah, um, hockey player, and I watched him a lot when I was a kid growing up. He's mm-hmm. way older now, but if I ran into him, I would probably. Not starfuck, but I would probably have to say something like, hey, man, you were a huge inspiration for me growing up watching you play. I, I, I was always blown away by how you played the game and just I'm glad you had a great career. Yeah. I'd actually mention something about that or say something. Um, I would probably say this. I would definitely say the same thing now to, you know, if I saw like Mart- Martin St. Louis, mm-hmm. who is another Hall of Fame all-star a hockey player. He's mm-hmm. a, He was a winger and he played on the Rangers. He played on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um I would 100% have to tell him, like, dude, you were such an inspiration for me when I wanted to get into hockey, and I was told I couldn't because I'm too small, and then you did what you did with your career, and it made me believe. I actually said this to another hockey player I met uh, called Nathan Gerby, Mm -hmm. who was with the Carolina Hurricanes for a long time, and he's a really small player, and I met him um, at a hockey shop. He was doing, like, a signing. I was like, hey, man, I just want to say thanks for doing what you do and working as hard as you do because... Like it's it's awesome seeing a guy your size do it because I was always told my size meant I couldn't play ice hockey. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Awesome, dude! I'm glad I'm glad me just doing what I love is is gonna is helping you in some way." And I was like, "Yeah, man, thanks." Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, but like that's like the extent of something I would say yeah. or do. I don't think that that's it. That's the most I would say to somebody that's a star. Yeah. Like if I ran to like Joe Rogan, I'd be like, "Hey, man, your your podcast changed changed my life. Like I started caring about my diet, my fitness, my longevity." my like the optimization of what i was doing on a day-to-day basis my time management like you dude the things you guys talk about help me realize i need to do better with what i'm doing day-to-day so thank you for that thank you for yeah. the message you know like interesting yeah yeah that's all i really need to say i i think i i feel the same way 
and I, I love bringing up this conversation. I think it's such a good like icebreaker with new people or just when you're bored or whatever. Um, okay. Not to say that I'm bored. <laughs> okay. Um, but like my my two big ones. Number one is Adam Savage okay. from Mythbusters. Yep. And I'd do one of those. I'd be like, you like your personality and your outlook on the world and your outlook on your jobs and you you just do what you love to do like has inspired me and like I'm I'm always trying to be more like you and I just love your passion and it like te- taught me how to be like passionate about the things that I love because why bother spending your time doing something else that you don't love and that would be the extent of it and like if he tried to like strike up a conversation about like oh what do you do do you like make costumes or props or whatever i'd be like and like i wouldn't know where to go from that right and the other one and for a totally different reason the guys from daft punk okay because i don't see them as human (laughs) like they are some ugly french dudes behind robot masks yeah and I've never heard them speak. Although, yes, I have. Because there was like an old interview before they decided to do the robot mask thing. Yeah. But like, they're just so like, they've made the best electronic music that anybody's ever made. Yep. And they, they're they just, they're, they're like beyond human and skill level. And like, they don't, I don't know their personalities. I don't know what they're like. They could be assholes. They could be the best people in the world. They could be super shy. I don't know and I know what they look like and I would recognize either one of them because like there's pictures of them without the masks and stuff like that I just like I could not talk to them I couldn't even be like hey like on the down low <laughs> I know <laughs> I like your work like you don't think so I no. I like I, I just be like <laughs> and I just think, like point <laughs> I think the one person I might two people I would do that with is probably George St. Pierre yeah and PK Subban. If really? I saw either of them, I would so probably. There's a trend. French people are super yeah. intimidating. <laughs> Georges Saint Pierre, uh, GSP is uh, a like um, like he's actually questioned as being one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time. Yeah, uh, he's uh, from Saint Isidore, Quebec, Canada, mm-hmm. and uh, he is the reason I went. I walked into a martial arts studio. Yeah, so he has a he he was a huge influence. And PK Subban uh, is another one of just because he's a personality, he's yeah. super outgoing. He's a super charismatic guy. Yeah. So running into him would probably be a little intimidating because he's because he wouldn't be like, oh yeah, anytime. And he'd be like, yo, that's awesome, man. You're like, yo, high five, woo. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, whoa, okay, whoa, that's a lot, of, lot of energy. Actually, another one that I just thought of, who <laughs> I think energy. would be similar to that, maybe Tarantino. Like, I feel like if I met Tarantino, like. Or he would spit spit on you and just be like, I don't know. Fuck you. Like just... I haven't seen him have fan interactions. I've seen him have paparazzi interactions, and he does not <laughs> like them. Um, but like, I feel like he'd be like, Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, uh, yeah. The the thing is, <laughs> yeah, he could be like that, or he could be like completely the opposite and just foul. Yeah, but yeah, you're like, right. I don't if, know. If I caught him on a good day, like and in like an Adam Savage situation, be like, Quentin, I love your work. Thank you for doing what you do. Can't wait for the tenth movie. I hope it's not your last, but if it is, I hope you go out with a bang. Because, like, he yeah. always has said for like five movies now, he's going to make 10 movies. Uh, and be like, oh, thank you. Which one's your favorite? And, yeah. like, if you just, like, I'd be like, uh, uh, <laughs> do I have know, to pick you, one? You know how I bet is super, I don't give a fuck about this. Yeah. But just by habit, 
is probably Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. He's probably just like, yeah, that's great. That's yeah. Great. That's awesome. <laughs> I think Leo... <laughs> yeah, I feel like he appreciates it, but he's been getting it for so long. Yeah. It's at this point probably just like a, a, a bug buzzing around him. And he's just like, okay, yep, yep, okay. Exactly. It's like muscle memory for him. Yeah. Like, I don't think he would see you as a person to talk to. Yes. He would see you as a person that you have to say a couple words to so you can yes. go on with your day. Yes. Because exactly. him, Brad Pitt, like there's a bunch of people, Tom Hanks, like they don't go anywhere without that happening. Yeah. But I think Leo is more down to earth than we'd expect. Have you seen that gif of him bumping into Jonah Hill yeah. like on the street and yeah, he like runs up to him yeah, like a paparazzi yeah, yeah. and, t- Jonah, and Jonah like, freaks oh, out oh, and he's like, oh, what the fuck? And then yeah, Leo just like, hugs yeah, him. Hug, yeah, <laughs> like hug, that's yeah. the most wholesome shit ever. Yeah, no, I think he's, I think he's, I think he's as normal as a guy as you can get, but yeah. I think he's probably so fucking, I bet you Justin Bieber's the same way. I'm just like, oh my God, Justin Bieber. Yeah. Just, yeah. 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 I feel like yeah. Bieber probably hates it. I feel like they're just over it at this yeah. point. If I had to guess, like they have to be over it by now. Right. Like, yeah. If I had to, if I had to imagine a lifestyle of that for years, mm-hmm. especially with Justin Bieber and, and Leo in their formative years of growing up as like teens. Mm hmm. That had to be just fucking killer. Of yeah. just, oh my God, there's so much attention. This is this is a little uncomfortable. There's so much. You know who I would love to meet? Honestly, this is a weird, stupid fantasy. I don't wish I was famous. Okay. But I wish I was famous enough to be on the Graham Norton show. Do you know the Graham yeah, Norton show? Of course I know the Graham Norton show. God, he just seems like the most fun person in the world. Like, I like his questions too. Yeah, he, he does really not good. pull any punches. He's a good, he's a good entertainer. Yes, but he always means well. He's always like poking you, like yeah. making you do something you don't want to do, but like in such a fun way you or, can't say or no. Or answering to him. questions that yep. are really awkward. He also has everybody drink on his show. Like yeah. everybody's on his show is like buzzed. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh no, it's it's it looks pretty good. Yeah, it makes it a good time. That'd God, be fun. I so many of my YouTube recommendations are clips from the Graham Norton show. He has a lot of good interviews. Every time I see a new one, I'm like, "Yeah, that sounds funny. Let's watch that." Yeah, yeah, he, he has really good interviews, and it's weird when you you can tell that there's guests that he has on that are not used to it. Yeah, they're used to very formal. And now commercial break, and it's like, oh, they they can see the teleprompter lines for questions, or they were told the questions beforehand. Yeah, no, and you can tell they're trying to be very proper. They're like, oh, well, you know, you know, Graham, you know this and this. He's like, yes, but. So you didn't see his dick? Like, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He'll just do shit like that. And it's also so different from American television where it's like you go on American TV show to promote something that you're doing right. and you, you do for Graham Norton, but Graham Norton doesn't invite you on. He goes, Hey, I know you're doing a press junket. Do you want to come and blah, blah, blah. It's like Disney will be like, go, go to England and do some shit there. Graham Norton, these guys, that guy, that guy. Yeah. But then you you just kind of show up. I'm sure there's a ton of people who just show up because they're told to and be like, hi, nice to meet you. I love England, this country that we're in. Yes, let me answer these questions. And then he's like, but did you see his dick? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? It's like, what? I mean, you guys were wrestling all over that fight scene. You had to like yeah. maybe see something. He was wearing a loincloth, for God's sake. Just- <laughs> there, was a, uh, there was a clip. I think it was Matt Damon was on a show. And he like stops halfway through and he goes, it, I, this feels weird saying, but this is the most fun I've ever had on a talk show. Yeah. And I genuinely mean that. Yeah. yeah. Like God, every, every clip I've seen, I've even watched like, I don't know any of the celebrities sitting on the couch, but there's probably just some hilarious shit that's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the UK, if anybody's interested, you should read about the bullshit going on with the UK parliament uh, or the British parliament and with the crazy shit with Boris Johnson. Yeah. 
or Bojo, as they're calling him over. In, oh, uh, that's a good in, name. <laughs> Bojo. Boris Johnson. <laughs> what people are saying about him. Um, holy shit. It's... Bojo. It's a zoo. Yeah. It's a screaming zoo. Of, like, literally, they're screaming and yelling and throwing shit in Parliament. Just, yeah. It's just, Parliament is fucking wild. It is a wild <laughs> fucking thing going down right now in England. So if you don't care about global politics, pretend you care and you should read up on Bojo. Boris Johnson and uh, in England and read up on the fucking Brexit deal yeah. and how that's fucking going down because yeah, she's still doing something. Holy shit. It's a shit show. It's a fucking shit show. It makes me feel better about us. I was just about to say, <laughs> kind of makes me feel better about our situation. <laughs> it's like we just have like some weird international like uh, like we like might start World War three. Have a recession, crash the stock market, have foreign espionage. Ask Probably have a civil war, yeah, revolution. But, but but we're not England. Going it's not a that. fucking circus. It's, at not, least. <laughs> it's not a fucking circus. Speaking of circus, we can finish with this topic. Yes, yes. I want to get your opinion. On the circus? On E3. First of all, tell people what E3 is. Didn't we talk about E3? We had an episode about E3. I don't know. Tell people about it. It was called E3 and Sweaty Men. Yeah. Uh, e- the Electronic Entertainment Expo. Is there that you the go. the E3 okay. that you're talking about? Yes. So you have you been? No. No. They just opened it up to the public two years ago. Oh, right, right, right. And it's okay. in LA. It's right. fucking so, crazy expensive. Did you hear? So I was listening to one of my podcasts, uh, uh, Girls on Games. That's okay. the name of the podcast. Cool. And they were talking about uh, some leaked information about E3 2020. That's early. It's in June. Yes. Well, it's because there's going to be very big changes to this E3. And okay. Your opinion on? I'm very interested. I haven't heard any of this. Okay. So tell me what your thoughts are. Thoughts are on how this goes down. According to a pitch deck proposal from the Entertainment Software Association for next year's event, E3 2020 will focus on being a fan media and influencer festival mm. rather than a trade show. In other words, E3 2020 will move more in the direction of shows like GamesCon, focusing on consumers rather than trade visitors. So according to the pitch, the biggest change will be to the level of marketing applied to the annual gaming event. For starters, marketing showcases involving influencers and celebrities will become a key feature of the show floor. In addition, Qtainment, Q and entertainment combined to form the word Q-tainment. Q as in like waiting in a line? Exactly. Would be introduced, which could see direct marketing being targeted to attendees as they queue for the event. That's fucking gross. Another big change would be to the number of public consumer attendees. Typically, E3 is pitched as a trade event, allowing just 15,000 consumers to attend. Uh, however, the ESA has approved an additional 10,000 badges for public attendees. Yeah, wow. So, uh, how would you manage this many people? Through a digital app that allows you to book time slots with certain games, according to the ESA. Yeah, that makes sense. The increased focus on consumers would also mean that there would be an industry-only day on the Tuesday before the show officially opens to the public on Wednesday and Thursday. So, this change is a result of publisher feedback. Both Sony and Activision skipped E3 2019. Yeah, As you mentioned on E3 and Sweaty Men episode. Mm -hmm. On the E3 and Sweaty Men episode. Uh, it is also reported that the ESA has claimed this change is to encourage the creation of exclusive slash appointment only activations for select attendees who will create buzz and FOMO. Fear of, Fear missing, of missing out. out yeah. Uh, it's worth noting that the fact that this has been pitched does not necessarily mean it will come into action. However, E3 has been shifting more towards a consumer focus in recent years. Yeah. So 
Uh, prior to 2017, E3 was an industry-only event, so allowing 25,000 consumers into the show in 2020 is quite the change in direction. This is from TechRadar.com by Vic Hood, who did a report on this. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to get your thoughts on this new E3. So with that, gaming trade shows are dead. <laughs> and that's what the girls on game podcast were talking about. Yeah. And I wanted to know, cause you are the bigger gamer than I hear hmm. what you mean by that. So, uh, E3 2017 and before was like nothing else. I was trying to think of something to equate it to. It was when it was the, uh, the draft for every sports team you've ever liked, every sport you've ever liked, it's an NFL, NBA, MLB draft. Right. It's uh, when a new trailer launches for a movie. It's when things are announced, secret projects are. It's the iPhone keynote every year when you can't wait to see what the new iPhone and the watch and the. It's WWDC when you can't wait to see. Like, it's just. There's nothing on the horizon for video games. And then E3 is just like, boom, here's 50 more games that you're going to buy this year or next year. Yeah. And it's fucking wild. Right. Then in 2018, they open it up to fans. And in 2016, I think Nintendo dropped out. Nintendo used to go to it and... Now they do Nintendo Directs, right? They do Nintendo Directs, which are wildly successful. Right. So cheap. They do them all in-house. They pre-record them. It's perfect. There's no live tech demos that can fail. There's no microphones that can like just short out. There's no people who can flub lines. It's pre-recorded. There's trailers intermixed. It's got it's this perfect nice timing. It's perfect. perfect it's, there's flow. digital transitions. It's beautiful. They live stream it on YouTube, and then it's available on YouTube immediately after. The second right. it's over, you can rewatch the whole thing. Okay. And it's, you don't have to spend tens of thousands of dollars to present it. They have a booth. So it's like, hey, at E3, our E3 Nintendo Direct is going to announce all this shit. And then we're going to have a booth where you can play it. So they still do that. So they still pay for floor space. Right. Uh, and then the it opened to the public. Because uh, it used to be just a trade thing. It used to be the thing that all the news outlets used to go to to report on all this stuff. So it's where you want to announce all your stuff. Because that's all that's going to be in the news for the next week for video right. game news. Right. So it it was the perfect. It was a win win for everybody. Like okay. we got to see so many exciting things. I used to put the announcement dates in my schedule. I used to take that day off of work so I could just watch all the keynotes back to back. Like Microsoft, PlayStation, Ubisoft would be on the same day, and it was awesome. Uh, so they opened it to the public. Okay. I, I forget which conference it was, but it got rowdy. Like they were announcing stuff and there were like boos and there were chants and there were cheers and there was like people shouting shit in the audience because they were not trade partners. <laughs> they were fucking neckbeards. Uh, and then... Fuck your loot boxes. Yeah. <laughs> so many things. And then they've always had like celebrities come out and just do fucking whatever. And then uh last year sony didn't go they did the kind of their own thing uh like during e3 
they did their own thing back in like Santa Monica, like where they live, where their big studios are. They did their own kind of lame thing, but then they just release trailers when they want to. PlayStation also has their own conference now that's been getting more and more successful where they announce all their stuff that actually just happened. Um, And then last year, they had Keanu Reeves come out on stage. Uh, PlayStation did. Uh, Xbox, I think. Microsoft? Oh, X- yeah, Microsoft did. Cause right, they, right. Yeah, because they came out for Cyberpunk, and I yeah. remember the stage was all green. And I remember the stage was all green because that thing happened where somebody, he said, you're all, no, what was it? Uh, this game is going to be breathtaking. And some dude shouted, you're breathtaking. Yeah. And then he shouted, you're breathtaking. Yeah. You're all breathtaking. And people are like, Keanu is the most wholesome person on the internet. Yeah. So he turned into a meme. Right. And that meme promoted Cyberpunk more than any trailer will ever promote yeah, cyberpunk true and it's still a meme and now there's the meme of like tall keanu and, and little small, keanu, yeah, and, keanu yeah and it's like that shit is working so much better than what they used to do in conferences yeah people like me were so tuned into those conferences but people like my sister know about that Keanu meme now right right and right. she will tri- like she probably knows about cyberpunk now because of that so let's bring in more influencers let's have it like PewDie- let's go viral yeah pewdiepie let's go viral let's get clicks exactly get retweets exactly nintendo's doing this for basically free developers don't want to go they want to do their own shit they want it to be this big thing where pewdiepie goes and he makes a bunch of meme videos and then people will spread that for free because me showing you a meme of Keanu on my phone is free, but I'm not going to sit here and show you a eight minute gameplay video that they showed on the PlayStation stage. You're Unless not going to watch that. Hour. Yeah. <laughs> which I have good. shown you a nine what minute you trailer for death stranding, which you, which you have done. <laughs> There's a 49 minute trailer for death stranding now. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. I don't need that. So, but yeah, they're, they're going for viral. They're going for clicks. So why do you say you hate it? Cause I heard you go, ugh before i forget what you said oh influencers influencers cutainment fear uh, fomo oh cutainment is what i went ugh on because i go to pax east every year and i still love pax east it opened for the fans it started for the fans press goes because like there's the people who made the games on the floor and you can interview them and you can do gameplay demos like from e3 to pax and pax east it's months so the game is better. There's a new gameplay demo. Sometimes they announce little things. Saints Row 4 was announced at PAX East. That was wild. We're like, whoa, seriously? And it was playable. Um, so like, and that shit, and the queues, if you want to play Saints Row 4 two days after it's announced, that's your day. Like, you're waiting three hours in that line to play it for 15 well, that's minutes. That's that's fucking Q-vertising, not Q-tainment. That's going to be, hey, let's play the pre-order cyberpunk game. <laughs> it's like, that's nothing. That's bullshit. That's thinly veiled bullshit. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, influ- I fucking hate influencers. If you're an influencer, get a new job. Stop calling yourself. Wow. It's the they make millions worst. of dollars by d- sh- d- photoshopping pictures of themselves on Instagram. Millions it's of the dollars. worst. It's the worst millions thing. Of dollars. It's, millions of dollars. It's not them. They are being an entrepreneur and they're making money. Yeah. They found success in some random dumb bullshit. 
oh my god people who donated to uh, kylie jenner to make her the richest the youngest billionaire ever fuck you if you're listening to this podcast stop (laughs) we should make it we should do something like that to be like the most popular podcast (laughs) (laughs) yes although we are now influencers i dare you to share this podcast (laughs) with your friends so more people listen to it you know what's weird i kind of would feel i think weird if like we became a super popular podcast if we were like for some reason in a top five listened every single week for a podcast i would kind of feel weird about that oh i would get plastic surgery and well i would download instagram because I, i would immediately think oh shit there's a lot of people that know things that i talk about now <laughs> oh that's a lot of pressure the work totally like we'd have to delete everything we've done so far because we'd be one of those dave Chappelle that if yeah. you say anything that i don't care when you said it <laughs> like this episode has to go yeah true this this episode would probably have to go it's like oh they're blah 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 horrible people because they believe it's like no we're just we're just commenting we're on just it. dumb <laughs> yeah that's yeah. that's weird about E3, and it's weird that they know that so soon. God, I was also just scrolling through Reddit, and I was like, oh, let's check out the Apple subreddit, because sometimes I like visit specific subreddits. The top five stories were the five new different rumors about the 2020 iPhone. I'm like, can we just chill for a week? That Jesus shit came Christ. out six days ago. See, this is, you know, it's funny. Everybody at work keeps asking, like, oh, you're going to go for the 11? You're going to get the 11? Like, nope. I can afford a seven and the battery for it. Yeah. So this will be with me until they no longer support an OS for it. Yeah. And you're going to get the new cheapest phone. That's and I out. keep telling people, it's like, I keep reminding them, you know, when this phone released, it was processing faster than the entire MacBook Air lineup. Yeah. This is fine. Like yeah, my seven, exactly. the 11 is, is really nice. Um, one of my, uh, one of my friends from work came down and he had it. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, that was quick. And, uh, he was like, do you want to hold it? And I said, sure. Um, and I was like, "Wow, it's a beautiful phone. It's very nice. It's mm-hmm. fucking great. It's it's, it's uh, fast. Takes great photos. I don't get paid iPhone 11 money, so that's mm. not gonna happen. But yeah. um, yeah. And that's when I was like, "Well, I'm just gonna stick to this thing until it turns to dust. Until yeah. Thanos snaps this phone. Yep, yep, yep. This is my phone. <laughs> it's got 64 yeah, until, gigs of memory. Greta snaps it's still that. not filled. I have 50 gigs of iCloud storage. Still yep. not filled. Um." I have a new battery in it since December of last year. It's at 95% Still now. Still not drained. <laughs> After nine months, it's at 95%. Okay, so at that rate, I Gucci. have another three years on it. My problem is I don't make iPhone 11 money, and I'm going to get an iPhone 11. <laughs> <laughs> and that, sir, is the difference between you and I. You Capitalism. <laughs> get wealthy. But. I am going to make sure Greta knows. I'm only buying it because it's very environmentally friendly. They don't use any <laughs> harmful chemicals. They're 100% green. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. I got to pee. I got to shit. Okay, cool. So this this is over now. Bye. distance from the mic is a little bit better yeah yeah it's less like muffled spiking from- yeah like the speakers getting blown out yeah la 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 la, la. all right <laughs>